growing businesses, they're often left to choose between either raising costly venture capital or burdening themselves with traditional debt. And so I thought, you know, there must be a better way. The barriers to entry are a lot lower, which makes it, you know, easy to set up your e-commerce shop. But the new challenge is, how do you find a unique space in that marketplace? So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to fund e-commerce growth without giving up control. It's a great episode. You do not want to miss it. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and others. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. Cloudways. 
Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth and direct-to-consumer selling space. So if you work in marketing as an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to help you sell more directly to your customers. And each week, the way we do it is we interview an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or a representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS solution focused on helping you improve e-commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. The remit is to help you sell more sustainably. Now on today's episode, it's 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 been a long time coming and uh, I've been really looking forward to, to to having today's guest on on the podcast. And that's because um I am very much aware of his company. He founded um, Uncapped, which is Europe's biggest revenue-based financing firm. So, you know, think about, you know, working class financing. Um, this is this is the biggest. They're called Uncapped. I've spoken to a few people in their company in the past, and um, it is an absolute pleasure having the a, a co-founder and CEO of Uncapped on the 2X e-commerce podcast. His name is Asher Ismail, and I'm just going to read a bit from his bio so you, you get some context as to who he is. He is um, the co-founder of Uncap, the fastest and most affordable way for founders to fund marketing and inventory or even hiring. He's a serial entrepreneur and business scaling expert that has raised over $100 million in revenue, in capital um, for companies from angels, VCs, crowdfunding, and banks. Along the way, Asher experienced the uncertainty of bootstrapping, the risk associated with debt, and um, and then the frustrations of repeatedly giving away more equity than he was comfortable with. And this is probably the why of why founded, you know, Uncapped. They're based out in London. He's a Canadian, um, you know, native, native of, of Canada, world traveler. Um, Asher, it's an absolute pleasure having you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Brilliant. Probably not done you sufficient justice in the intro. Um, could you take a minute or two to just introduce um, you, yourself and then we'll take it from there? Yeah, sure thing. You know, I guess my background is in startups. This is a, the third business that I've started over the years. And I think the biggest problem I always had was getting the funding that I needed. And I think working with e-commerce founders, I've seen just, you know, how they've struggled too. So it's really a dream to get to work on Uncapped. You know, every day I get to help other entrepreneurs solve this problem. Um, our first customers were also my friends. Mm. So it's been really nice to create something that is actually fast and fair and friendly and something that you want to give to a mate. Uh, and it's been amazing to see how some of them have grown as well. We're now in 22 countries, um, including the US, UK, Germany, Spain. Um, our business has been growing exponentially, deploying 100 millions of capital. And we now fund more businesses in a day than a typical e-commerce business would be funded by VCs in a year. Mm. Hmm. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. I I want to get your backstory, um, Asha. You're, you're you're based in London. Um, you you're, you're Canadian. Um, how did it all start? Um, how did you move to the UK? What did you do prior? You, you said this is your third startup. Um, could you just take us through, um, you know, as far back as you can, um, you know, as to how you you know you started out on Capt? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess you know, Uncapped is born out of the frustrations I faced when launching my first business. Mm. Um, I started my first business in 2003 and I was young and I was just trying to raise hundred K and I probably had a hundred meetings and a hundred no's. And, you know, I didn't want to take financing from the banks because they all wanted personal guarantees yeah. and venture capital. It wasn't ideal either because I didn't have a track record. I didn't have connections or some warm introduction. And so I just repeatedly missed out on growth opportunities. Mm. 
And, you know, later on, I would go on to, you know, think about building my second company. And by that time, you know, I thought I had it all figured out. And I ended up raising millions in venture capital money. But then I got terribly diluted. Mm. And I started to realize that the options for me were really limited. And it was depressing to think that I could work so hard and own so little of my company. And what I noticed is that it wasn't just me, you know, growing businesses, they're often left to choose between either raising costly venture capital or burdening themselves with traditional debt. And so I thought, you know, there must be a better way. And uh, actually, I ended up meeting my co-founder, Piotr. And, you know, he came from this VC background. And I think the two of us together, coming from these different sides of the problem, we were able to work together and really start bringing this more fair alternative to funding first to Europe and, you know, now to North America. And, you know, since we've given over 150 million funding to businesses um, that have gone on to create, you know, a ton of different jobs and opportunities, which is really inspiring. But we've also helped the founders of those businesses just own more of their businesses and save millions in dilution. Okay, Asha, could you explain um, how Uncapped works? Yeah, Uncapped is a new way for founders to fund their growth. So we provide you know, equity and interest-free investments from 10K up to 5 million pounds. And we charge a flat fee of 6% on the capital we provide. Businesses only repay the capital as they make revenue with no set repayment date, no compounding interest, equity, or personal guarantees. There's no pitching or business plans or coffees, uh, which means that you can really get back to growing your company. And critically, because repayments are tied to your revenue, if the business slows down, the founder isn't caught out. The repayments just also slow down. So we believe it's the most affordable, flexible type of financing available to growth companies. Interesting. So, is, so how do you get revenue data from, 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 from merchants? Well, what we do is we connect to the data sources that the business already uses to run. So for example, we'd connect to your Shopify account or your Google AdWords or your accounting software. We have a hundred different ways that we can you know, analyze your business. And what this means is that we're able to make a data-driven decision within 24 hours. Um, there's also, you know, simplifies the whole process in terms of not needing to do deep due diligence because we have you know, this live data that you know, can really drive a more fair and quick decision. Interesting. So it's a 6% taken on, on my daily take-ins or um, weekly take-ins? So 6% is the total fee that you provide. So mm-hmm. for example, say you wanted 100K to spend on marketing, mm-hmm. we take back a fixed portion of your daily revenue. That might be like 5 or 10% until we get 106K back. Makes so sense. we don't take any other fees. You're just paying that 6% flat fee. On terms uh, typically how many months? So there's no set repayment date. Um, you know, it really depends on the revenue growth that you have. Typically, our customers will pay us within six to 12 months. Sometimes, you know, we get that forecast wrong and we end up, you know, having a company pay us back sooner. Um, but that also means that business has probably grown a lot faster than we both thought. And on the flip side, sometimes we get it wrong the other way and that business takes a little bit longer to pay. And so the beauty of this model is that, you know, it has that fully flexible approach. Um, so therefore, you know, you don't have raising capital actually become a cash flow problem in itself. Incredible. So you you were very cognizant of the the the, the problem because you, you, you're on the other side essentially, and and the, there's no one better you know suited really than you know than someone who's really felt that pain point. Um, let's start out with so you're 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 a Canadian native. Um, where, where in Canada did you grow up? 
Uh, so I'm originally from Toronto. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, since then I spent some time in New York and in San Francisco before landing here. But yeah, London is now home. London is home. Okay. Um, how long have you been in the UK for? Uh, well, it's funny. I actually came here originally to, to work for Skype and uh, wow. to do a little project for one of my clients became the CEO of Skype. So I ended up doing this little project, which was supposed to be 12 months and it turned around to be 12 years. So, uh, so yeah, definitely a long time now. Incredible, incredible. And then, so, so from my understanding, on was founded in London. Yeah, that's right. But we've also been kind of international from the start. So, okay. you know, we're actually a fully remote company. So wow. we have a lot of our team members in London, but right from the beginning, we had a team that's in Warsaw. And now we have a team members that are based in 12 different countries. So um, it's been really incredible to be able to build a time build a business at a time where, you know, that kind of working is actually possible. How do you manage a distributor, a business with a distributor team around the world? Well, you know, I think at first we tried to manage the team probably in the same way that you would manage a team that's in an office and it failed incredibly. And I think the shift that we made is we realized that we had to change the tools that we work with and think about managing that way. But we also had to change, you know, the permanence of, you know, how we communicate it. So, you know, we moved from a world where instead, you know, we used to have one-off meetings to now recording everything. We shifted away from thinking about emails to thinking about how do we create, you know, permanent artifacts that people who are newly joining the company can actually access and start to really document everything in Notion. Notion. And actually it's become now a competitive advantage for us Mm. because uh, we're able to, you know, onboard people so much quicker than we could before. Yeah, and Notion is one of the, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the most innovative apps out there um, from a SOAPs, you know, standard operations, you know, procedure standpoint, it, it's, it's incredible um, notion as a platform. Okay. So you, you started it out, um, you know, you, so how, how old is, is, is Uncapped? So we're about two years old now. So mm-hmm. it's gone by incredibly fast, probably because of how quickly we've grown. Mm-hmm. So probably in December we had 10 people. Now we're about 70 people, you know, spread across all those different countries so uh, a lot has happened really quickly. And I think driven just by the demand and interest for founders, you know, needing new forms of capital. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant timing. And, you know, two years ago, 2000 and, um, two, two, 2019, um, you know, found in there, you know, and, and then the pandemic happened. And then um, there's, 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 post, there's now the post-pandemic, you know, era right now. Um, so could you paint us a picture of um, what the e-commerce landscape looked like in 2019. Clearly there was a problem um, across the board in regards to access to working capital. Um, so, so what key characteristics did you identify, you know, as founders um, in the e-commerce space that you, you, you thought, okay, um, OnCaps can solve this problem? Absolutely. I think, you know, in, in 2019, probably the challenge for an e-commerce founder um, looking for working capital was first most that they have really tough terms from their suppliers, right? So that makes an upfront challenge of like starting up an e-commerce business. But another challenge is seasonality, right? The typical e-commerce business goes through big waves of demand. And finally, you know, if you do get an e-commerce business that's working, you can scale it incredibly fast, right? Because uh, an e-commerce business that has a good return on ad spend and take an investment and with a small team actually grow a huge business. And we've seen that with many of our customers is that, you know, they have a five person team who's actually running, you know, a multi-million e-commerce company. But of course, that's like a unique challenge. And, you know, banks don't necessarily understand that e-commerce investors on the equity side as well, 
we're looking at this, but also thinking about it with a lot of skepticism. Um, you know, I think there's been some, you know, cases where folks have, have seen, um, you know, companies even go public in e-commerce space and actually have, you know, less than stellar results at the end out- outcome. And so I think in this environment, you know, uh, it, those founders just need a new format of funding. And that's kind of what we look to solve. Mm. The t- other trend I would mention, I think, is that there's just now, you know, looking today, there's a much higher uptake of e-commerce companies that are raising money. You know, with tools like Shopify, the barriers to entry are a lot lower, which makes it, you know, easy to set up your e-commerce shop. But the new challenge is, how do you find a unique space in that marketplace? Um, at the same time, I'd say like, you know, the supply from investors is also at a peak. And as a result, you know, you're seeing valuations that are starting to look more like SaaS companies. You know, investors are now pitching multiples that are like 12x revenue. So I think it's, you know, an exciting time, but there, there's some challenges as well. Super interesting. And what sort of businesses initially at the time in 2019 really appealed to, 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 to your team? Um, were you, were you selective at the time, um, in terms of like, you know, um, you know, company size in terms of revenue base or GMV or, um, or were you just testing the waters and, you know, um, just testing all sorts of, you know, layers in, in the, in, in, in the middle market and in middle market e-commerce? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in the early days of building this business, probably we were probably more, we had to be, you know, a bit more careful about who we were working with, but, you know, we've actually now been able to be a bit smarter and sharpen our understanding of e-commerce's businesses and expanded the range of companies that we can work with. So now I would say, you know, Uncapped is great for you if you're doing at least 10K of monthly sales. You've been around for around six months and, you know, you have positive unit economics. Mm. But we've seen the model actually work for a real variety of businesses. So whether you are bootstrapped or you've raised some equity or gone to even venture capital, we've been able to find ways to support those businesses to grow to that next level. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. (laughs) 
did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. This is a slightly sort of, um, you know, off of question, um, which is like, if you're to track back in 2019, obviously at the time, you know, um, the number of companies you could see that you, you, you knew, you knew most of the companies, you know, on, on your books, are there any growth stories? You don't need to mention names that have, um, that have just impressed you. So obviously you have access to, to a lot of, you know, these companies, um, you know, um, data you're plugged into their Shopify, which we'll talk about, you know, much later, but do you have any stories, you know, what have like your best in class customers, done, you know, how they utilized capital they've raised from you to really accelerate, you know, um, their, their growth and, and just make a meaningful impact in, in the, you know, um, in the sub industries they, they, they serve. Oh, absolutely. I'd give you tons of different examples. I mean, one of our first customers was a sustainable fashion brand called Hedwin. Mm-hmm. And I think just like so many e-commerce entrepreneurs that are working in fashion, they were juggling their cash between marketing or inventory. So basically they would have to wait until the current season would sell so they could reinvest the returns in the next. And I see you nodding. And I think you've probably heard this story many times before, right? Just limits their growth. And, you know, the founders of Hedwin, Alex and Anna, they are incredibly savvy founders. They both came from finance backgrounds. So they looked at all the options, you know, they looked at VC, they looked at venture debt, but they wanted something more affordable. And, you know, they signed up with Uncapped for a 50K advance at the end of 2019. And they use those funds to increase their inventory. Mm. And with this new funding, they saw in you know, Q1, revenues grew 11,000% mm. compared to the previous year. Mm. And it just shows like what's possible, right? For an e-commerce business, when they actually have the access to the capital that they need, if they have a strong business, they can unlock it and see incredible growth. So those are the stories like we love to talk about. Super, super interesting. So what... What kind of, from a unit economic standpoint, um, when do you know you're onto something? Um, I'm talking like um, from a point of view of a, you know, just going to market one and an existing e-commerce business launching new products and saying, okay, there, there is potential here. We just need capital to, to ramp either, you know, um, inventory up or to ramp um, our, our marketing spend up. What do you want to see? You did mention um, a brand um, doing 3X ROAS and then, you know, um, obviously the with 6% payback, um, they, they still keep, you know, um, 2.94, um, you know, ROAS. So do, do you want to break down that unit's economics? Um, for, for yeah, so let me give you a little bit of example of what we were talking about earlier. So, uh, you know, the idea that if you are a business who does have positive unit economics, so you have a good return ad spend, 
you see that in, you know, positive gross margins, but also positive contribution margins. You're clearly onto something. We also see that when you hit a certain level of scale. So, you know, I mentioned like 10K as being kind of our starting point Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you're doing 10K of monthly sales, you've probably gotten to a place where now you've built a business that, you know, actually has some real drive in it. You know, it can be sustainable and predictable and repeatable. And, you know, if you are at a business where you're getting that good return on ad spend, like you mentioned, getting a 3X, um, our capital, you know, has a flat 6% fee. So if you are able to then now get an additional customer, you know, rather than miss out on the opportunity completely, um, you'd still be getting 2.94X. So, you know, that is a bet that an e-commerce founder should take every time. Mm. And so I think that's the thing that often people are weighing up because when they're looking at other options for funding, um, they're considering options that are going to take them months to go and get. And that really means that they actually just miss out on that critical moment when they could be accelerating their growth, increasing their revenues and increasing the value of their business. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about cash conversion cycles? Um, what, what's, what's your take on, you know, um, on cash conversion cycles and how to, how, how are, um, how are, you know, um, customers of yours actually, you know, reducing cash conversion cycles with, with working capital? Well, I mean, this is the fundamental challenge I think that an e-commerce business has, right, is, um, you know, how quickly can you convert that cash or how quickly can you convert your inventory or marketing into cash, you know, invest in the things that are going to drive that to move faster. And, you know, part of that is about being smart about where you allocate your capital, right? And thinking about, uh, you know, are you investing in the SKUs that are going to get you the returns and get you that cycle? But it also, there's a question about, like, how do you um, fund your business overall? right? And there's some parts of your business that are repeatable and predictable. And for those, um, what we're saying is rather than use super expensive equity or, you know, other options that are consistent for, you know, doing more R&D, which has long cash cycles, for those ones where you're investing in something that's short-term, use a more efficient source of capital, which might be, you know, something like uncapped or using revenue-based finance. You know, for example, a key category for that is marketing. Because, you know, if you put one pound into Facebook and you know you're going to get those three pounds back, um, it doesn't make sense to then give away really costly equity in order to fund that. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, speaking of your, your, just your reach, your multinational, um, you know, company with, with, with customers around the world, where, where are you seeing um, a lot of activity um, from, from your data across, particularly in the last, um, you know, um, 11 months, you know, going back and just looking, tracking back to 2021, um, where, where are you seeing a lot of activity um, from, from an uncapped perspective? Well, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about this funding model is that, um, you know, it doesn't depend on an in-person meeting or a coffee or a pitch. And, you know, if you think about what you were saying earlier about looking back at 2019, how fundraising was based, so much of it was centered around these hubs, right? And, and, and founders who were in those major hubs like the Valley, New York or London, you know, raising capital for them was you know, much easier. But fundraising now, of course, has been compressed, you know, into 30 minute chunks of virtual Zoom meetings. Um, in our case, we have a fully online process, so location is totally irrelevant. And the result is that we have much more of a democratization of capital. And so for us, we're you know, now seeing uh, founders you know, across the globe be able to access capital. Some of our popular areas still, you see a lot of e-commerce businesses based in the UK, but we've also been excited to see tremendous growth in Germany and Spain and you know, now America. Interesting, very, very interesting. 
so what data points? So this this question is probably on behalf of um, you know founders listening, thinking, okay, um, how do I sort of prepare myself beyond a ten thousand um, you know a month? Is your data points only ten thousand a month? You know, how many months um, of of ten? How many months would you need of consistency? Would you need to um, to secure founding with 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 Uncapped? And does Uncapped look look at any other data points to sort of make a decision on um, you know giving finance? Yeah, so you know those key ones are, are the ones you mentioned. Certainly, we're looking for businesses that have been around, made a trading history for six months. Okay, uh, doesn't necessarily have to be that they've consistently had 10k for six months, but they've been you know on that journey and we've seen them growing. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is just to see you know is this business building something that's repeatable and predictable? Is it a business that we have believe has like potential to scale? The way we work is really different, I think, from way a traditional funder would go and and understand a business. What we do is we connect the data sources that the business already uses to run. So whether that is, you know, their Shopify account or their Google ads or their accounting software, we're able to use that and build this 360 degree view of the business. And off the back of that, make a data-driven decision in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So it's a really different funding experience than, you know, if you've gone to try and sit in the bank branch and try to talk about a business plan, or if you tried to pitch to, you know, VCs and go to endless meetings without necessarily knowing what's happening. It's, um, it's a different way of thinking and you, know, you, get, you get your answers really quick. Yeah, it's unbiased, it's, it's data-driven and um, yeah, the, the numbers speak for, for themselves really. Right, um, let's, I, I really wanted to ask you this question which has which got to do with the fact that you, founded in, you were founded in 2019 and then in March of 20, 2020, COVID happened. There was a mass acceleration of e-commerce in, in 2020. And there are now challenges in 2021. Um, from do you, do you want to paint us a picture? Because uh, this is why I love having um, you know SaaS providers and um, you know finance providers such as yourselves on the show because we're not talking from one perspective. It's not qualitative. It's really quantitative. So you have a massive data set. Um, and from your perspective, do you want to just paint a, a picture of? you know, what entrepreneurs have been going through from, from your data um, in 2020 as compared to 2021, and also just a prediction for, for Black Friday, this, you know, this 2021, this, this quarter four, shall, shall I say, in 2021? Well, you know, it's been a tough time for many e-commerce founders. Um, you know, on one hand, of course, there's been, you know, continued growth. And what's, I think, positive that we've seen is, you know, a lot of the growth we saw in the pandemic, I think there were questions about will it be sustained? You know, and I think actually we've seen positive signs that, you know, the behaviors that we now adapted to in the pandemic of more people shopping online hasn't gone away. But on the flip side, we've had some other challenges. I think like, you know, the global supply chain challenges that have occurred have really impacted so many founders. Um, you know, one of, one of my customers was, you know, talking about the challenge they're facing where they have a shipment container that is just stuck in, you know, on its way on the ocean, on its way from China. And that makes it incredibly tough for you know, founders to be able to actually service their customers in the way they want to. Um, I think you know, going forward in our prediction for Black Friday, I think we're going to see some brands do incredibly well and see you know, really huge growth versus the previous period. We're going to see other brands that perhaps didn't get as lucky, um, you know, probably have a bit of a setback, hopefully make it through and you know, hopefully learn some lessons about you know, thinking about their planning, balancing their inventory out more so, and also thinking about how to capitalize themselves so they can take advantage of those opportunities. Um, there's been some great wins as well. You know, I've heard of founders where they've kind of been ahead of some of these worries and they've taken that as an opportunity to go and you know, order those larger quantities 
from their suppliers, secure that discount and, you know, offset any kind of fees that they would have been charged by, you know, say services to provide them capital and actually just come out a winner. So hopefully there's going to be more of those stories and we'll see more of that in, in the next quarter as well. Well, we're, we're hoping to see that too. All right, Asher, it's, it's, it's been a, an absolute pleasure, you know, having, having you on the 2X e-commerce podcast here. But before I, I let you go, we, we have a, a lightning round um, where I ask you five to six questions. And if you could use a single sentence to answer them, um, it'd be brilliant. I'll do my best. All right. Okay. What advice would you give to yourself five years ago? Um, I think the first one is probably to be less afraid of what other people think. I think, you know, a founder's greatest fear is always failure. But, uh, and I, you know, I think we see that because it's, you know, it's always a success what people celebrate, but being an entrepreneur is all about embracing that risk and, you know, challenging yourself to do something that no one has done before. Mm-hmm. Are you a morning person? <laughs> you know, I, I used to be when I was younger, I feel like I was so much of a late night guy. I'd be coding into the evening and just loving that. But I think I've really had a shift. Or now I'm really, you know, up in the early, really in the morning, giving my time, myself some time to think. And I think as a founder, that's incredibly helpful because, you know, in startups, fires never cease to burn. Mm-hmm. So if you can take those first few hours in the morning to reflect and actually get, get some things done for yourself, your business is off to a much better start. Absolutely. And there, there are tons of people waiting on you <laughs> later after, after that, that early time, that early time in the morning you have for yourself. Um, so, so what's your daily morning routine like? <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think probably have a, a different set of days, uh, depending on what's happening in life. But, you know, I think one of the, my favorite things to do is, you know, um, start my day with like by doing some reading, doing something that is outside of my normal world mm-hmm. and just getting a chance to spend some time reflecting and thinking about, you know, the broader, the broader business. That's usually how I start with a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. What's been your best mistake to date? By that time, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. Well, you know, I think I really experienced some big challenges when I was raising money at the beginning, uh, you know, of, of my, of my journey. And I probably got really screwed over (laughs) in some cases too. But, you know, I think those lessons about, you know, really forced me to understand the world of capital in a better way Mm. and probably led me down this path. I probably wouldn't have found it uncapped, had I not actually experienced some of those challenges and, you know, seen that there could be a better way. Incredible. Final question. And what book are you currently reading or listening to? Uh, you know, I think one, a book that, you know, book I re- recently came across was called Building a Story Brand mm. um, by Donald Miller. Mm. And uh, it's a fantastic book about just that realization that I think as founders, so much of what we do is, um, can be very centered on product. Mm. And, you know, really, I think the way to build a successful business is also about the story that you build. And probably a lesson I have is that, you know, a first time founder focus on product, second time founder focus on distribution. Mm. And so I think that book just kind of brings that home. Mm-hmm. Incredible conversation. I could have, you know, I could just let this stretch all day long because, um, um, yeah, there, there are lots of um, insights. So for people who want to, have, um, you know, find out more about um, Uncapped, their website URL is weareuncapped.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-U-N-C-A-P-P-E-D.com. Asha, are you active on social media or you you, you don't have time for social media? Uh, absolutely. You're probably I'm most active on LinkedIn. And actually every week I share insights about how to scale your company and also how to think about fundraising. So definitely check me out there. I also had a, a little bit of a, an offer for, for your listeners. All right. um, I was going to say that, you know, if you run an e-commerce store and you are doing 
at least 10K per month. And you want to either, you know, scale your campaigns faster or purchase more inventory. Um, we'd obviously love to help. And in, you know, last month we ran this super successful campaign where we funded hundreds of store owners. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we gave them up to 50K of funding absolutely free. Wow. So there was no fee. Normally we charge a 6% fee, mm-hmm. but in October we did it for exactly zero. And you know, on our website, you won't find mention of this anymore. It's gone. But I thought, you know, for listeners of your podcast, you know, we wanted to basically make it happen again. Awesome. So you know, all you have to do is reach out to me at asher at weareincap.com with the subject line secret 50K right. and a bit about you to see if you qualify. And you know, we'd love to be able to fund you and, and make it happen again. Brilliant. We're, we're going to put this right at the top of the show notes. <laughs> this offer. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Asha. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Kanil. Uh, brilliant to, to connect. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.